All right, hello and welcome. I am Matt Schmucker. Welcome to the State News Music Podcast. I'm Ja'Cory Davis. I'm Jameson Draper. All right, uh, let's just dive right into it, I guess. Uh, we're going to kind of do a week's roundup, maybe two weeks roundup, of albums that just dropped. Uh, kind of the biggest one that just came out is uh, Super Slimy from Young Thug and Future. I personally like the album. Uh, Future, to me, carries Young Thug on the album, but Young Thug has the best solo song. Kill Before is the best solo song on the tape. I think that Cruise Ship is the best song, but there's a lot of good songs on it, I think. But I was overall a little bit disappointed. I feel like the tape should have come out like three years ago, back when Future and Thug were collabing with Metro Boomin, and songs like Chanel Swag were coming out. And stuff. Those songs are all amazing, so I feel like the collaboration is a little bit late. It is a little bit late, and uh, if you notice, there's no Metro Beats on there at all. It's all Southside and, and, and people of that nature. No Metro. Uh, all the Smoke is my favorite song, though. What I'm going to say is I, I'm not a huge Future fan, but I did like where Future's where Future was at on this album. I thought his verses were good for the most part. I'm still a bigger Young Thug fan than I am a Future fan, and I thought uh, Young Thug's solo song on the album Kill Before was probably my favorite on the album. You, j- you guys just want to give it a rating out of 10? Where, where, you, where you put it out of 10? I'm going I'm going 6 out of 10. I'm going 6 too. That's exactly what I'm I, I'm going to give it a strong 5 just because I'm not a huge Future guy. But... Okay, okay. Next... Sanderson, the Brent Fayez album. How did y'all like that? I was, I would. That, that's what really put me on to Brent Fayez. Really, I, I heard of him through Crew, the Gold Link song. Obviously, that went yeah. crazy throughout the nation. But shout out to Corey for sharing this with me because he's the reason that I listened to it. But it's a good album. This guy is one of the best young voices in R and D right now. I think once he gets a little bit better beat selection and a little bit better team around him, I think he could uh, rise really high. I got up on him uh, from Crew too, but his the hook on Crew is so good. I'm like, let me look him up and see what I can find. And it's a song called Allure that is out of this world. It's so calm and soothing. And I'm like, you know what? I should listen to some more. And I found an EP. I think it's called like AM Paradox or something like that. And that was really good. So I was really hyped when the album was coming out. And uh, the album is great. I think it's the only R&B album I put over it right now probably be control. Yeah. Uh, Sanderson was a great album. I think listening to it through, even without a super close listen, there's just incredible potential for Brent Fies with this. Um, I mean, of course, I also heard him through a crew because the hook on that song is so unbelievably good. And I think this album really shows showcases his ability to be versatile. Like I was talking, it's you know it's a great album, when you can talk to somebody and your favorite and least favorite songs on the album are completely different. Like, that shows you that there's a wide range of music on there that, like, you can't really even pick a best song. Like, Corey, what's your favorite song in there? My favorite song is probably Gang Over Love. Which is a great song, one of my favorites. And I was talking to you the other day, my favorite song on it is L.A., which is one of your least favorites. Yeah, I hate it. I ain't gonna say I hate L.A., but it's just personally my least favorite song on there. Yeah, but that's my favorite song on the project. So it's it just shows you that this guy is so talented and versatile that he can captivate a lot of different ears. Yeah, I, I don't have anything negative to say about this album, honestly. It's it's good all the way start to finish. It's 
absolutely worth a listen. It yeah. is in the interludes. Uh, I think a lot of artists miss on interludes, and they they don't they don't help the album. They really kind of throw off things sometimes. But the interludes on here are very good too, and the 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 transition from Sun to Sun to interludes to So Far Gone is amazing. So whoever mixed and mastered this too did a great job. Absolutely. I agree. I think it's a really well polished album for is it's his debut album, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. quite polished. He a part of a group called Sonder, and they got an album too, and it's just as good. I'm gonna have to listen to that. What's yeah, that it's called Into. Into by yep, Sonder. Seven songs. It's him, and it's two other dudes. I think they like they he he's the only one singing, but they they like produce and I think master and mixer or something like that. But they a group. It's great. I'm sick the tickets sold out. They sold out in one day. <laughs> I was definitely gonna go see him. Sold out in one day. I was sick. All right, so next we got Thinking Out Loud, Young Dolph's new album, uh, his return album after getting shot in the torso in L.A., allegedly by Yo Gotti's crew. Uh, this is the second time he's released a project, basically immediately after being shot. So I guess what do you guys think? Okay, I guess I'll start. Kick me, it out. Me personally, I think artists should capitalize off of all misfortunes getting shot going to jail etc etc you have to come back with a song that addresses last time he did this perfectly when he released a hundred shots it was perfect this time he didn't do it and i really wanted him to do it now i will say overall i do like the album it's, a, it's some bangers drippy is a banger uh eddie kane is a banger thinking out loud is a banger but outside of those three and go get some more I don't listen to the rest of it like that. On a side note, you know Go Get Some Mo is a G Herbo Playboy Cardi beat that Honorable C-Note recycled. You told me that. It's a G Herbo Playboy Cardi song. So it's one of those songs that I listen to that I love, but I just can't get the other one out of my head. But I think I personally love this album. I think the production on it is great. Uh, you got Zaytoven, Cassius J, who I think is one of the better producers out of Atlanta right now, people don't talk about. Mike Will was on it with Drippy. Honorable C-Note, obviously, we just talked about. Drummer Boy did Why You Here. Um, I think that going off what you said about capitalizing on uh, your misfortunes, I agree with that, but I don't think that Young Dolph wanted to become gimmicky. Like, after the second time being shot, are you going to really release another album that says, yeah, I dodged bullets again? Like, I mean, if it's... I don't know. I just think that it would become kind of a gimmick if he kept releasing music about being shot. Okay. I'll rebuttal that. I understand that maybe he doesn't want to be gimmicky, but he shot a whole video in the hospital. So if you're going to roll with it, go all the way in with it. He should have been talking about getting shot in the hospital. One song, let it go. Then the rest, nine other bangers. I I have no counter to that whatsoever. Um, (laughs) I just just think that's a great album, and while he's young Dolph and he just likes to shout inflammatory comments, I think the album's a little bit deeper than we think. Uh, while You Hear, the last track is a great track with some great instrumentation. Uh, it about, is. Uh, just about, I mean, it says, tell your mom you love her while she's while she here. You know, it's not, not necessarily about himself being there, which is what he usually focuses on, because there's a good chance he's probably going to die soon. But he's focusing on other people, which I find really interesting. And, yeah, I just, I just really thought the album was great. 
Here's where my head's at with the Young Dolph album. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was spectacular. I thought, I, I'm with you. I thought Drippy was good. I thought um, Eddie Kane was a really good song. Eddie Kane, the, the beat is a banger. Ed, Eddie Kane is a good song. Um, and I know you guys didn't like it, but I really like the song with Drum, uh, All of Mine. I <laughs> I hate that song. I want, I want with all my heart to love every single Young Dolph song because everything about Young Dolph I just love, but I couldn't love that song. I couldn't I either. Couldn't. I didn't like that song so much that I realized it was playing for two minutes and I was playing 2K and I stopped playing 2K <laughs> to turn the song and I was like, that one was terrible. Really, and I let it go back, but I do not like that song. I don't, I don't know why, but I do not like that song. Yeah, I think that Young Dolph generic, gen- generically, generally has really picks out really good features, like on a uh, hundred shots or is that what the, Bulletproof on Bulletproof yeah. the mixtape. He only had like I think Gucci was his only feature. On Gelato, he had Lil Yachty and Migos, which were like his only feature. That song with Migos on Gelato is great, though. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying is he's, he picks great features, but on this on this album, with the exception of Go Get Some Mo, which he had some good features, I don't think Drum was the right guy for that. Right guy for the job. I, I want to hear why I you don't, think it was. Okay, I don't know that Drum is maybe necessarily the best fit for Young Dolph, and I don't know that it it's cohesively the best thing ever but i separately like the drum hook and i like the young Dolph verses it's definitely not a masterpiece by any stretch of the imagination but i still like the song okay so what do we what do we give this out of 10 i, I want to hear what you yeah let me hear you first <laughs> i give it an 8 out of 10 i love the album Woo! i eight. love the album but you can't say it's a perfect album because of that drum track and it's just it's just another project where Young Dolph follows the formula for success. I don't think it's anything where he breaks anything, any barriers or does anything innovative. I just think it's another great nine tracks from a great artist. I give it I give it a five. I'll, I'll give it a light six. Um, I, I thought I thought it was good, not great. So you, Corey, you thought the Future Thug was better than the Dolph? I'm listening to that more than I'm listening to that to that Dolph. All right. Also, we skipped over it, the Saunderson. Uh, what are you guys giving that out of 10? Oh, that's a strong 9. I'm giving, nine. It, I'm giving it an 8 also. 8. I, I, I'm, I'm low on it. I felt like a strong 6 was Woo! 5. It, I, maybe I got to listen wow. through that more. Maybe yeah. I got to listen through that more. I, I, so. I was not a 9 on that. I, I'm definitely giving that a 9. I listen <laughs> to that every day. I, I got to go through and listen to that more. Uh, what was the next song we got coming through here? Beach House 3. Or Beach House 3, Ty Dolla. Okay, I'm personally a big Ty Dolla Sign fan. He's one of my favorite R&B artists out. I think he's one of the best, one of the most consistent. I can't really put a, bro- a bad project on him. And this time he came through with, for the most part, to me, more of the same. It's another, it's another banger. The only thing I would say is I necessarily, I'm not in love with all of the interludes. And I see what he was trying to do, because they all got famous of something, and then it breaks in off into something else. But I don't like all the interludes. I like the intro track, the acoustic intro track. I do like the acoustic intro track. That's sweet. But I, he, he's good at that, because Solid on Free TC is a great song. I love acoustic Ty Dolla Sign. I hope someday we get an acoustic Ty Dolla Sign project someday. That would be good. That, that would be really interesting. That would be good. If that happens, because all of his that's songs where he has like acoustics in the background and, and has like a singing like horses in the stable, oh like, yeah, that's yeah, a great yeah. song. Horses in the stable is a great song. Like just 
It's just stuff like that. So I think that I love acoustic Ty Dolla Sign. I don't think we're ever going to get a full album of that. But overall, the album as a whole, I'm not the biggest Ty Dolla Sign fan. I don't dislike him. But I think he's gone a little bit too radio on us. I, I, can, I, I can't understand that. Some of the I features did. feel like they're forced, especially the Skrillex one. I agree. He yeah. puts Damien that, Marley, that did, who's great, on the same, the same song as Skrillex. Skrillex just, did not need to happen. Ruined it I, I agree. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Uh, where I was on the Ty Dollar album, or Ty Dollar Sign album, uh, I thought there were a lot of really good songs on this. I thought X, I, I forget who the feature was. YG. 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 Great. I, that was a great song. Song. That's, that's and they used that sample. X is a great song. Uh, Drop Top in the Rain is catchy as hell. And I don't it, like Tory Lanez like that, but that's a great song. Yep. Um, Stare, did, was that the one with Pharrell? Yeah. Oh. Stare is... And, uh, a, and that's a great Wiz verse. We got a, a great absolutely. verse on Wiz. I, I even Which is for, rare these days. I forgot yeah. about the Wiz verse. That's uh, As Definitely. far as Wiz verses go. And he now, got but, two... And Ty Dolla Sign got two verses on there, and they're both pretty much flawless to me. That's a great song. Yeah. And then the other one I liked on here a lot was Lil Favorite. Here's what I'm going to say about Lil Favorite. I did not like Made in Tokyo's uh, EP. I thought his verse on this song was so good. I I liked... Um, th- I felt it, this meshed so well with this song. And I, as a whole, did not like Ma- Made in Tokyo's EP that dropped this year. I wish y'all could see my face right now, him talking about this EP. <laughs> you talking about True's World? I just yeah. want to hear a chorus. Oh say. my god, True's World is a great EP. The first three <laughs> songs are perfect. I, maybe I gotta go through this. Oh my god, god. I put my friend, I put my mans on on uh, the intro. He don't listen to nothing for the most part. His name's Shaq. He don't listen to nothing but city music. And he loves, he didn't even think he was a dude who made Uber everywhere. That's how much he loves that. That's, that's oh how much he only listens to Detroit music? No, my man's. I put my friend on it. I, I let him listen to it. We were just in the car one day. And he he loved Made in, uh, made in Tokyo now. What are you saying? He only listens to Oh, yeah. Music. He only listens to City Music. Like Detroit? Yeah. Like, they have people like that. Yeah. They only listen to Detroit yeah. music. You go over to their house, yeah. all you hear, FMV, DZ, you hear. T. Grizzly. Yeah. Babyface. Yeah. He listens to other stuff, but he most of the time he listens to City Music. Yeah. Well, but little favorite is a, is a little I favorite. I, I thought I thought Tokyo's verse was so in tune with the vibe of that song. And it, it was, was incredible. You, you mentioned that I like Twenty Four Hours verse on Don't Sleep on Me. It's great, and he I don't think he he hasn't missed on features in a minute. He he's one of, he's next up I think, and you know they're brothers. They're brothers. Really, Man in Tokyo and uh, Twenty Four Hours are brothers. Oh, so what do you guys give the album out of ten? I give it a seven. I think it was a strong seven. I thought it was good. I think I'm going to give it a four, you guys. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, not, I just feel like Beach Houses have been getting progressively worse. I think Beach House 1 was an impeccable project. Beach House 2 is pretty good. Beach House 3 is all right. Beach House 2 is the best tie down sound that's ever came out. I literally <laughs> asked Twitter the day Beach House 3 dropped, and I got a unanimous couple of Beach House 2s. I love Beach House 2. I think that's the best one. Alright, uh, so next up, we got uh, Lud Foe's No Hooks 2. I, personally, was really impressed with this project. I think that Lud Foe has just kind of gotten the drill music formula down. You know, his it's not like he's releasing anything innovative or groundbreaking or different, but this is just another piece of his catalog that, I mean, there's a reason G Herbo discovered him and, and remixed one of his tracks. Like, he's just 
classic Chicago drill artist. He's never going to be more than that. He's never going to be less than that. But he's really, really damn good at what he does. This surprised me. Well, yeah, it did surprise me. I am a fan of Lovefo. I think Lovefo is one of the sweetest dudes out of Chicago. But when I see song, when I see tapes that are twenty songs, I'm only thinking a strong eight are worth you feel me playing over and over again. Agreed. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about that earlier. Is that these albums that are so long usually have so many filler tracks? And that kind of ruins an album for me. Because I'm the type of person that likes to play through an album. This, but No Hooks 2, it's about, it's about 16. It's yeah. about 16, 17 songs that's all bangers. And he's not, it's not really No Hooks. He's not doing nothing out of the ordinary. He just rapping. He, he rapping. He's, he's doing a lot of rapping. And it's, it's, it's really, 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 really good. And the one song, if you peep, he recorded while his mouth was wired shut. Cause he got into that car accident. That's some uh, that's some Kanye stuff yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But definitely surprised me to let his album. Okay, so Letfo's album. We, I'm gonna be saying something similar to what you said about the All of Mine track on Young Dolphs. There was a spot on this album that just irked me so bad. There's a song "You" in the middle of the track listing. There is one. There's just this. I there's. A spot on that song that I wish they just would have cut, where there's just this really big ew in the middle of a track, and it just, it took me out of the album, and I don't like to be taken out of the album like that, and for what the album was, aside from that track, I I thought it was good. I thought, I thought for what it is, Ludfo raps really, really well. I thought there were a couple of really good songs on the album. I thought Boss was a great song. I thought Regular was a great song. I thought Lick Up 2 was a great song. But it it's only just straight raps. It's nothing more than that, and it's not trying to be anything more than that. So that's I get what a credit I think is that. that. That's what I said. I think he's just following the code, following the formula. Just He knows, what's gonna, he knows what his listeners want, and that's what he's going to give it to them. So I think I give the album a 7 out of 10, just because... It was a great album, but nothing, nothing extraordinary. I give it, I give it an eight. Eight, that's high. It is high, but I'm looking at all the hearts next to the songs on the on the track list, and and I've been listening to all these songs like all weekend. Like it's been this, in in the crit, and I didn't think it would be that way, but I've listened to this this album a lot. All right, well, I'm I'm low. I'm gonna give it a strong five. I thought it was good. Again, I didn't think it was great. Okay. All right, so now we got an OG in the game, Make America Crip Again by Snoop Dogg. Um, the album title makes me a little bit uncomfortable, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, because, no, listen, because he's trying to make a political statement, but he's using a platform from like 25 years ago. He hasn't been known as a Crip for like 25 years. I mean, obviously he's always going to be Cripping because he's Snoop. But you think he was going to be making a political statement against Trump and against the administration? He uses platform now that he has as like a respected figure in society instead of make America crip again. So I just thought the message was a bit cryptic. But overall, I like the album. I thought it was fun. I I don't think it's trying to be that much more than that. I think I don't think it's trying necessarily to be a super powerful political statement. I think Snoop Dogg. Stays within himself. He knows what it is. But overall, I thought the album was fun. I didn't think it was a masterpiece by any stretch of the means, but I thought it was cool. I I don't really have a ton other to say than that. I uh, one thing I 
I want to know is that I didn't know OT Genesis was still alive. Um, he's on the album. Yeah. He's around. He's still doing things. That surprises me. So, I'm about to say something a little crazy, but I am not listening to a full-length Snoop Dogg album in 2017. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Dude, honestly, I think Bush with Pharrell that he did in 2015... I think that was a good album. That was pretty dope, but I'm not going to lie to you. Didn't listen to it that much after it dropped. Snoop Dogg just doesn't really do it for me nowadays. He's <laughs> one, I think, personally, he's he's such an OG in the game. He should just lend a verse here and there. But as far as full-length albums, I'm not listening. Well, yeah, he dropped his album with such little promotion. That's like a really I, weird thing to do for yeah. such, a, yeah. such a seasoned artist. Like, somebody as big as Snoop Dogg, like, I'm trying to think of an artist that would do that, and there's there's just nobody else that would do that. So, I think I'd give the album, hmm, 5 out of 10. It was alright. I thought it was alright. I didn't think it was yeah. great. It was just kind of there. There's nothing that I'm going to come back to and be like, oh yeah, yeah, that one's a banger, throw that one in my regular rotation. It's it's okay. A strong 4, like 5. It It wasn't impressive i listened to this album for the podcast itself i wouldn't have listened to it otherwise and i don't think i'm gonna go back to it i mean if i hear tracks off it i'm not gonna tell anyone to turn it off but uh i don't think i'm gonna go back to it yeah um so the next one we got is big crit's long-awaited release forever is a mighty long time i'm a big 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 Crit fan. I love Big Crit. I've been listening to him since uh, Crit was here. I was in high school when that dropped. And I think he, he kind of lost he lost a lot of time when he signed a Dev Jam. He didn't really get what he wanted out of that deal. And he didn't get to make the album people thought he could make. I think finally he made the album everybody thought he was capable of. Well, we had this album. This album's been uh, years in the making because I saw somebody tweet. I forgot who it was. But they were like, I, uh, I had Big Crit send me the raw files to drinking sessions see, over two years ago, and it made me cry. <laughs> so somebody got drinking sessions over two years ago, so that means this album's been in the works for years. And I think we were talking about this on the way here today, is that when you look at an album and you look at its double disc and that it's, what, 22 songs, you're like, there's going to be so many filler tracks on this. Like, there's going to be so many tracks that I'm not going to listen to that I'm going to skip over. I'm going to listen to, like, seven or eight and then that's gonna be it but instead i'm looking at this album and i can play it right through right through clean the, through this album was phenomenal front to back i don't have anything bad to say about this album there were so many just good songs i mean it's all big crits bass heavy style but mm-hmm. it's he just per it's a perfection like the 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 my sub series he took it i was further. i was just gonna Again. say that seven scene is like such a good song. He on his what fourth one. This was the substyle on my my sub four. Mm-hmm. I think this is the best one he's dropped so far, and that's saying something because you feel me. Ross has been doing the Maybach thing for a long time, but it's a big art. It'll be a big argument if we discuss which one's the best and stuff like that. But I think this one was the best one. He got CeeLo and Sleepy Brown on the track. Like Get Up to Come Down is a homage to the Dungeon family it's of Honest Organized Nose Noise of Outcast. And I think that's amazing. When as soon as you hear that verse, you hear Sleepy Brown's voice, and you know it's Southern. You know it's some Dungeon Family stuff. Like, you know it. It has that that, that Southern sound so perfected. And I think that he does such a great job of switching from his impeccable raps to his melodies. 
Like his melodies on Layup and Miss Georgia Fornia mm-hmm. are just beautiful. But then Miss Georgia Fornia is, is like I think the quintessential example because he has his melody on the hook and then he goes right into the verse and it's so good. Yeah. The the only other thing I would say about this album is that the beats and the instrumentals on the album are phenomenal from the back all the way also. And they're like, almost all him. He produces, yeah. he produces pretty mix, much all yeah. of his... He produces and mixes almost all of his own music. Uh, another thing I'll say is I think if you listen closely, uh, the first one is like kind of a hyper big crit and the second one is kind of the more introspective side of him. And I think that's, that's, that's really dope that he was able... He usually has to balance out a mixtape, you know what I'm saying, with both sides. But instead, this time he did two discs, and it worked out perfectly because that they sound like what they're supposed to sound like. Like when you listen to one through eleven the first time, you feel me, you get a complete piece of work, and then the second time it's the same exact thing. And he brought even more. Uh, the features are again great with Jill Scott, uh Robert Glasper, Kenneth Wild. Like it's 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 pretty much it's flawless. I think it's flawless. And it's, to me, it's definitely top five for me this whole year. I know I was it. just about to say it's gotta be the best album of October, right? Yeah. Of October. I, I for definitely sure. give it the best album of October. Easy. Okay, so going off of that, what's your rating for the album? Is it a dime piece? This is the I give it a ten. I might be kind of biased because I really like Crit, but I also I also think it's no misses. Like it's no misses. It's no song where I'm like, nah, I, I'm gonna skip this. Like I want to listen to every single last one of them. I think Big Crit did something so well on this album, and I mean he made a 22 track album feel like nothing. It was incredible the way he made 22 songs just flow so seamlessly. But I don't know. Maybe coming back to it at the end of the year, I'll be able to give it a 9 or a 10, but for now it's going to be a really good 8. But I don't think that I've listened to it enough to give it a solid 9, but it's really, really good. I give it a 8 really, really close to a 9. Uh, the only time, the only reason I'm docking anything is because I felt like Crit, for the most part, stayed in his lane, um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but he knows that He's going to be rapping about riding down the road with some candy paint, you know, uh, in this southern drawl. Like, it's just kind of not what you expected from Big Crit, because this is a lot better than what I expected, but it is still the Big Crit that I expected. And it still is just a Big Crit project. So that's why I give it a, a heavy heavy 8, light 9. Yeah. Well, the last one we have on our, on our listing is the Yo Gotti album, I Still Am. Do you guys have anything to say about... I listen to this album as well solely for the podcast because I am Team Paper Route Empire uh, of of Young Dolph. But this album was all right. I mean, it was it was kind of there. I listened to it, uh, yeah. But as I said, solely for the podcast, and I think the features carry the album. Um, there's not a lot of features. There's a song with Twenty One Savage. There's a song with yeah. YFN Lucci and Meek Mill. Meek Mill has a great verse because Meek Mill's had a fantastic 2017. He has. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think French Montana is on a song where he tries to pay homage to Juvenile and doesn't really hit. Um, I just think Yo Gotti just released another album not really moving anywhere in the rap game. I think Yo Gotti is good enough for a hit every couple of months. And uh, they his label centers an album around that hit. And they just go from there. I think that's what this was. It's nothing really. 
extraordinary, spectacular, nothing really new. It ain't, it's not, I, and I'm not that big of a Yo Gotti fan either. I listened to it just to talk about it today. Don't really like it like that. It's cool. The song with, with French Montana is straight, but. I just think that paying homage to Ha by Juvenile is so played out. I mean, Future did it on Beast Mode like three years ago and actually got Juvenile on the track. And yeah. it was a great track. Ain't you? Great listen. If you haven't listened to that and you're a Future fan, you probably should listen to that soon. But I just think that the album's kind of played out. I don't think he's really... On, I, I don't know. I just It just didn't captivate me. No Yo Gotti album has ever captivated me. I still think... How old is he now? He's got to be in his 30s. Yeah, he's, still, he's been around. still yeah. struggling to find an identity in rap. Like He doesn't have his niche yet. Yeah, I don't think there was anything spectacular in the album. I thought there were a couple of really fun songs. I thought... I mean... Like you said, it's just centered around the hit. I mean, it's Rake It Up is good. Mm-hmm. I thought That Gate was good, and I thought Yellow Tape with 21 Savage was a good song. Uh, I thought Around the World kind of stuck out as one of the worst albums on the track listing, but mm-hmm. it, it kind of falls into that category of good, not great for me. I, I don't think it was anything spectacular, but it was all right, I guess. So what do you give it out of 10? Uh... Strong five, light six, somewhere right around there. That's a pretty, that's a pretty good it, rating. It's a good rating. I, I think I think I give it a three or a four to be honest. It just cool. it just didn't do anything for me. Nothing at all. I I give it a four too. Yeah. And that's being modest. Yeah. Yeah. I could give it a lower number, but I just didn't. I didn't vehemently hate it, so I can't give it a low rating. Uh, I, I'm saving my low numbers for just some real. Real painful. Yeah, tracks. we had some good releases these past th- couple weeks. Th- if, if Yo Gotti's release is going to be by far the worst thing that comes out, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I think there were. I think this year there are albums that are definitely deserving of a two and a three, and even if you want to go to a one, but I don't think that Yo Gotti's was that bad. No. Like I, like earlier this year, I thought Teenage Emotions was horrible. I thought that was worthy of a two. I thought Lil Pump's tape was a three at best, but like. I thought Yogati's was okay, not great. Um, what about uh, singles from this week? We got a couple singles that came out this week. Probably the most popular is Motorsport by Migos with Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. There's a big internet debate whether there's a beef between Nicki Minaj and Cardi B or not. Uh, looks like there's not, as they did a song together. But uh, what do you what do you guys think this this proves about the whole Cardi B versus Nicki Minaj debate? Uh, it proves that there's not no beef between them one. And it also proves, to me, I think Cardi B is good, but I think right now she's just super hot. I don't really, I don't see Cardi B releasing three albums and being around for four years. I just don't see it. But I do like her a lot. And I will say she did drop a, a, a decent verse. Nicki Minaj watched her, though. And this is coming from somebody who's not really a fan of Nicki Minaj. And I will say Nicki Minaj has been dropping very weak verses for a long time now. But she watched Cardi B and she watched Amigos. I don't like the song. I'm not going to listen to the song ever again. Because the, the, it's a Migos song, but yes, you will. it doesn't sound like a Migos song. You're going to listen to that song so many times, whether you like it or not. Yeah, through. Uh, I'm kind of with you, Corey. I, it's not going to be on my regular playlist. I thought it was I thought it was okay. I mean, Nicki Minaj's verse, I, I don't listen to a ton of her stuff, but I thought her verse was the best on the song. I thought... Cardi B turned in a good verse. I thought the Migos were kind of lackluster for what they can do. But aside from that, I don't have a ton to say about it. This this single felt like a publicity stunt, really. Absolutely. I mean, 
What's that line Cardi says, I turn Offset on? I just think that it's a ploy to get Cardi B and Nicki Minaj on the same song and then get Cardi B and Offset on the same song. Uh, I just think it's a bunch of publicity. Nicki washes Cardi, who uses old Nicki flow. They're all so hot right now coming up with the story about uh, Offset and Cardi B breaking up and then engaging like three days later or something. It they They knew they had... The publicity right now and they capitalize it and i give them credit for that but the songs are okay yeah the song is okay and i hope cardi b doesn't fall into the i'm in a relationship with a rapper let's do music type thing because if we're being honest here the music between the music with meek and nikki when they were dating sucked i didn't like none of the songs like together i didn't like them well it's going that's gone back for years i mean when andre 3000 was dating erica badu his music went When Common was dating Erica Badu, his music went. <clears throat> Erica Badu also has something has going some, on. Some I'm not, I don't. Energy. I don't know. No, it's positive. It's very positive. Energy. Her her energy is positive, but it, it doesn't translate into good music for the, the the dating rapper. And then we never heard a jazz electronic album. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So aside from the Erica Badu curse, we don't really hear a lot of good collaborations between artists that are together, except. Maybe that some old school Beyonce and Jay Z. There's some good songs. Yeah, them. that's different though. Those are the two powerhouses. Yeah. This is Cardi B and yeah. Offset. They're not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Offset, <laughs> Offset's music, I think, is significantly better than Cardi B's. So that's true. I don't think that combining it is going to make it any better for Offset's career. Oh. All right, so we got another single in OI by The Game featuring Jeremiah, Young Thug, and Seven. Um, my thought on this is that Jeremiah is one of the most underrated R&B singers right now. I mean, it's weird because on one hand, he's underrated because nobody mentions him when you talk about best R&B singers, but on the other hand, he has more radio hits than most R&B singers do with We and Planes and, uh, I don't remember what else, but, um, so he's had a lot of radio hits, but he's still underrated. But I think he carries everybody in this song with his verse plus his hook. For for a guy who so consistently has turned in good song after good song, Jeremiah should realistically be getting more hype for it. But, I mean, about the song OI, I, I don't have a ton to say other than the hook from Jeremiah was good. I like the Young Thug verse. It, like wasn't, it wasn't spectacular, but it was a good verse. Um, again, though, the song's just okay. It's nothing special has uh, the game changed his style since no. 2005 and i was about to say that he comes around every couple of he come around yearly and he drops a single that sampled something this took uh it was a foxy brown and black street song i can't think of what song it is but god with me tonight is that song this is that song but it's not foxy brown and black street like it's not it's not nearly as good so i don't really like it but I will agree with you on the Jeremiah sentiment. Jeremiah is good on the song, but the game is the it's the same game. Young Thug, this he wasn't really supposed to be on here for real, but it, he's a good name to throw on a song in seven. She just was in the studio at the time. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's a weird. None of them, I don't think, have any pending releasing albums, do they? Nope. No. So it was just a single drop, just 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 because. All right, well, I guess we saw some good Jeremiah there. I'm okay with it. I can take, I always take some new Jeremiah. Yeah. Then the other single from this week that was kind of big was the Ammonite single, uh, Squeeze. 
I don't have a ton to say about it other than it was kind of an interesting sound. It was kind of a unique sounding song, but I don't think it's I don't think it's anything too crazy. Well, his album got a lot of great reception and I didn't love his album. I didn't either. I didn't yeah, think no, it was I, great. his his album was okay at best, honestly. I mean, the the song with Kalani was really really good. Uh Heebie-Jeebies. This I mean, Caroline carried the album, of course. Yep. Um I mean, Aside from that, though, I, Yum was okay. And yeah. I, I didn't think that this single was anything revolutionary new from the album. I didn't think it was... I didn't think it was groundbreaking, really, in any regard. I just thought it was okay. Yeah, I, I'm not that big a fan, a fan of him. He was, to me, he got on he, he got on the freshman cover over a bunch of people that should have been on there. What year did he get on the freshman cover? He just This, this year. And I, T. Grizzly didn't get on the freshman cover. There really. were... They dropped the ball. Th- that could be a whole thing that we could talk about, yeah. but um, yeah, we gonna say that. We yeah, that we we, we, we got to come back to that sometime. But Amine is he's new. He's he's kind of good, but I didn't think that this was crazy. I thought the song had some good backing vocals, and I liked it better than his album. I liked the song better than I liked the tracks on his album. So if he continues going this direction with his style, maybe I like it more. But I'm just not too high on him overall. Yeah. All right, so... Well, if... So, I think we're... I just kind of want to do, like, a roundup of it. Best album of the week. I think we're all in agreement. It's the Big Crit album. Yeah. It, yeah. it Big blew Chris everything album. else out of the water this week. It's the best album of the week, if not the month. Top five, maybe, this year. Yeah. It's... It's... It's good. I need some time to sit on it still, because it just came out a week ago. But, man, it's good. It's pretty much all I've been listening to. Other than the Young Dolph, and the Young Dolph is just because I'm biased and I love Young Dolph. But Big Crit, I was never even the biggest Big Crit fan. I always thought he was good, but like if you ask me to recite any Big Crit verse before this album, the only one I could tell you is that one on the ASAP Rocky album from like four years ago. Um, so this album came out, and I, I was just not huge into Big Crit, but Corey was like, "Dude, you gotta listen to this." So I did, and I can say I was more than pleasantly surprised. Of it. it was an incredible album. Yeah. Um, you guys have a have an opinion on disappointing album this week, worst album? I didn't think that there was any spectacular failures. I didn't think there was... No, I think that the Super Slimy with Thug and Future disappointed me. I mean, I don't want to say it was disappointing because I didn't expect it to be that great because I knew that this... I knew when I heard this was coming out that it was going to be feel rushed and that it was going to be... A little late on the future thug bandwagon to put them together so i kind of expected it but i still had that hope in my mind because i love thug and i love future i still had the hope in my mind that hey maybe they'll release this and it'll just be freaking incredible but I, it wasn't it was just very it was very all right so that disappointed me if i had to say something was disappointing i would probably set it off still good but i thought it was gonna be better it was it was just cool I thought like I would get more play out of the the songs, but yeah, you said it didn't have a lot of replay value yeah. for you. I thought it had a lot of replay value for me. Every time sitting at home, the first track I got to turn on is "Believe Me," the Cassius J beat, just so good. Cassius J grew up uh, like Zaytoven playing church organ, so he's got that soul in him. You learn something every day. Yeah, um, I'm kind of with you, Jameson. Super slimy. I, I mean, I guess I wasn't expecting a ton out of it, but. I felt like there was a lot of potential, and I thought it was lackluster a little bit. 
Didn't it feel rushed? It felt rushed to me. Yeah. Uh, I, I read a story on Complex, and if you know anything about Future, you know he don't do nothing but sit in the studio and make music all day. And Southside said that there is six to 700 songs. And this is like the tip of the iceberg. It's not really none of the sweetest songs for real. They just wanted to put something out. And they, they did it. I think the way they did it, they did it the way they did it, like putting it out like that because their engineer, Seth Ferkins, died like three weeks, maybe a month ago. So they, they, they wanted to just kind of put something out in his honor. And that's what Super Slimy was. Yeah, I mean, I know that they're in the studio all the time together, and they have, I mean, they've done collaborations in the past, all the way from Chanel Swag back in, like, 2014, mm-hmm. to Relationship on the new album, Doug's yeah. new album. So they've done a lot of collabs, and a lot of them have been great. I just think that, if this, just imagine if this album came out, like, two, three years ago, like, it yeah, would have, like, imagine if What a Time to Be Alive was Future and Thug instead of Future and Drake. That would have been... Whew, yeah, crazy. exactly. Uh, I say, y'all got some albums. Y'all, y'all got some albums that we didn't mention. That's very good. That we didn't mention yet. I kind of talk about one that came out like two months ago. Go for it. All right, because I'm a big Detroit rap fan, so I'm just gonna be talking about Detroit rap a lot on this podcast. And FMB DZ's tape, Washington DZ. Corey's looking at me like I'm wrong. But Washington, D.C. is a great tape. It came out in September, I think. But it is just... FMB D.C. had just gotten shot in the summer. And Corey's mad because just like Dolph did, uh, FMB D.C. didn't capitalize on getting shot and didn't mention it in his album. At all. At all. But it was still a great album with some great Detroit flows and some great... uh, production work from the Detroit producers. Helva had a couple beats on there, who's obviously getting big with T Grizzly and has a song on Kodak Black's new album. Um, John Boy, who's pretty good as a producer on that album. I just think overall that album's pretty cohesive for a Detroit rap album, because a lot of these albums that they come out with are mixed so horribly, and, the, and there's some songs with some really whack production, but overall I think Washington D.C. is really polished. It's a couple good songs on there. I, I like it. I just don't like it as much as Jameson does. And he got a good verse out of payroll. Yeah. He got a great verse out of payroll. And I'm waiting on Big Boss in Volume 2 with Payroll and Cardo Got Wings. When that album comes out, I might do a separate podcast from these guys <laughs> and just talk about that the entire time. Because I've been waiting for Big Boss in Volume 2 with Cardo and Payroll for since Big Boss in Volume 1 came out. Okay. So if, if we're going to talk about sleeper albums from... From a little bit ago, uh, I, I don't know when else I'm going to talk about it, so I'm just going to briefly mention, because uh, we're already pretty long on this podcast, but I just want to briefly mention uh, Layla's Wisdom came out in September. That album, if you have not heard it, it's from Rhapsody. It's a great Ooh. album. Um, I, heard, I heard that album was awesome. That, that album is so good, and it is. it is not getting a lot of attention, and it absolutely should. It's yeah. a It's an phenomenal jazz rap album if you have not listened to it check it out because it is one of my favorites this year yeah we stuck on cardi b but rhapsody rhapsody is phenomenal very good that's a very 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 good album yeah i'm gonna have to i listen to it right on the way home how about that i got one album to uh california collective overdose they've been Mm -hmm. out for a very about that they've been out for a very very long time but i think they like 
I want to say they probably they probably split up for a little while and they didn't drop anything, but they they started popping up with singles like a month ago and then announced they was dropping this weekend and I didn't think it was gonna be what it is, but it's a very 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 good album. I've been pretty much playing the Love Foe, the Crit, and the Overdose religiously. The Overdose album is very 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 good. They got a great Miguel song on there. They got some great uh, Terrence Martin production on there. Definitely, probably an album that's gonna get slept on, but I hope they uh, keep working and, and drop another album after this because this one was very good. Another one that we didn't talk about, which I'm not gonna say too much about, but because I, I think it's kind of more of a mood album, is the Magic Jordan album that came out this weekend. Uh, I think it's their best work to date. I'm not a huge Magic Jordan fan, but I think it's a great mood album. Um, just pretty there's no bad tracks i didn't really skip through any what i'll say about that album is that there's a song with division on it that is really really good um and division came out with morning after earlier this month that is worth a listen i'm i'm not gonna say it's great but it's absolutely worth a listen i will say that the album is great <laughs> you should probably listen to it the majid jordan album is pretty good uh i would say it's their best full-length work they got a song on our party next door too that's very good in a song called Body Talk. That's very good. It's, a, it's definitely a dope album. It's a, it's a smooth listen, for sure. Yeah, it's a mood album. All right. Well, I think that's about all we got to talk about for this podcast episode. Um, that's all from the State News Music Podcast. Uh, listen to the Big Cred album. Yep. Yep. Forever is a mighty long time. <laughs> that is it.